insane. Oh, this just hurts so much today. Friar Faithful. This offense is just miserable. A painful, painful loss in St. Louis. How did Jose Ozokar not even score? It was a slow chopper to left field. How did he get gunned out? I know the left fielder was playing shallow, but Ozokar is fast. Hassan Kim was bad today. Robinson Cano was awful today. This is just... Ugh. This one really hurts. You know, this just felt like one of those kind of games. Again, welcome to the post-game show, everybody. This just felt like one of those kind of games where the Padres could just pull it out with how bad the offense has been. This is just such a frustrating team right now. This past week has been so, so, so frustrating for this team right now. And I'm starting, and I'm starting to lose my mind right now. What's up, chat? We got a lot to discuss. I'm, I'm not I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy right now, but welcome to the post-game show, everybody. I'm your host, Born AK Hockey. We're going to hear from Padres skipper Bob Melvin. The Padres lose an absolute heartbreaker in St. Louis. It just seems like whenever we play these class organizations, they find a way to just want it more than us. They just want a they just want it more than us. Okay? I want to talk about Ha-Sung Kim today, okay? You too many of y'all fans are way too obsessed with this guy. Listen, I want to talk about Kim today. This is bullshit. Too many Kim truthers in this stream. Too many Kim truthers. The dude cost us the game today in many different facets. The bunt, the just many, the defense, many different facets today. And I know we got to talk about this offense, but far too long that there's been way too many Kim truthers on this channel. And I had never understood it. I need to get into that. We need to get into Blake Snell's outing. We need to get into the top hog hogwash of the day. But I want to start with Hassan Kim because it's nothing specific today. But just look at this guy's swing. It takes three hours. It takes three hours for him to swing the ball. His hands lag so far behind his hips. His swing is longer than the Nile River. His swing takes forever to go from beginning to end. And the defense actually hasn't been as good this year. Too much of Padres Twitter is obsessed with this guy. Luke Voigt had the only Padres hits through seven today. Until the seventh, it was literally just Luke Voigt who had two hits of the day. We let 40-year-old Adam Wainwright dot corners, paint, and torment us all day long. All day long. Machado gets tossed for arguing balls and strikes. The zone wasn't great. Cronenworth, won't you know, another offer. 
Luke Voigt looks like he's the only Padre trending up. We'll get into the Trent Grisham two-run blast, which was a very nice sight to see. But Padres fans, it's continued misfeedback, right? We need to understand this. The Padres had no business, all right? The Padres had no business being in this game. They had no business even making it to extra innings. But this umpire today, I mean, it, it, it's disheartening to watch. I mean, I mean, this isn't Doug Eddings territory, but this, you know, another 13 strikeout day from the San Diego Padres, was it? How many times we strike out today? The Padres struck out another 13 times today. They struck out 13 times yesterday, I believe. I think they're going to hit 40 strikeouts in this series. But listen, this is something that we've discussed, okay? Going back to the Pirates game. When we beat the Pirates 4-3, to I believe, that first game of the series when Voigt hit the three-run shot and Myers had the single, I said, listen, Padres fans, it's great to be winning these games, but is this sustainable? Can our starting pitching hold on? And the thing is, the starting pitching actually has held on, but the offense continues to just get even worse. Don't let the two runs fool you. It was a Trent Grisham two-run blast, and that was about it. Besides that, too, everybody, the Padres literally do not hit extra base hits. Manny Machado, I believe, is three for his last 22, and three of those, all three of those hits are singles. It goes to show you, everybody, that Machado's not the issue. He's been one of the best players in baseball this year. But I said when he goes back down to earth, will other guys step up? So far, Profar has. So far, Void has. Hosmer's trending down. Cano can't hit. Myers is starting to trend down again. Okay? I don't even know why Al- Alcantara's getting, you know, plate appearances. Right? Hassan Kim, believe it or not, Everyone wants to continue to defend Hassan Kim until the day he's not in San Diego because sure, he's great. Sure, he's the key to this team as Machado says in terms of clubhouse presence, euphoria, he's cool, he's fun, he's marketable, he's really awesome. But guys, at the end of the day, I want players who can put the ball in play and get on base. And to be quite frank with you, Hassan Kim hasn't really done so. This offense needs to be better because here's what's killing me, chat. Here's what's killing me right now. Blake Snell isn't even close to settling in on the 2022 campaign yet, and he goes six innings and only allows two runs. Yet when we go down 2-0, it feels like we're down 12-0. Like Blake Snell, let's talk about Blake Snell, chat. And again, like the stream if you're new to the hogwash. Blake Snell was pretty good killing me. Blake Snell was pretty freaking good today. And he's going to be the first one to tell you that he's going to get so much better. Six innings, he only allowed two hits, three walks, six strikeouts. He started to throw that curveball a lot more efficiently. He was starting to dock guys with the fastball. He ran into a little bit of trouble. What was that? In that third inning. But besides that, he retired 11 straight at one point of the game. Guys, the pitching is not the issue. But when we go down 2-0, to zero, especially against teams like the Cardinals, especially in environment in St. Louis, you would be lying to yourselves if that you felt like a 2-0 deficit was almost insurmountable for the San Diego Padres. ADHD, man. Thank you for the dono, says. This is the beginning of the end, my friend. (laughs) I know you can feel in your bones like I can. All those games we won by one or two are now starting to fall the other way. This could get really ugly. ADHD, thank you so much for your donation, man. I love you and all your support. But here's the frustrating thing. 
We're st thank you, ADHD. And addressing your point, ADHD, we're still getting amazing starting pitching, chat. Chat, we're getting amazing starting pitching. But this is what a $200 million offense looks like? I mean, I guess how much can I blame A.J. Preller at this point? He brought in a guy like Luke Voigt who was supposed to hit home runs, and while he's looking better at the play, he has three home runs this year. Jerkson Profar is second in the San Diego Padres in the home run category. It shouldn't be like this. Listen, we're 30 and 19. This isn't this isn't the beginning of the end, but this is now a time where I said this for the last month on my channel. The Padres were winning a lot of games that they weren't supposed to. They were finding ways to win these games. Their offense had timely hits. Trent Grisham had timely hit today. But when you start needing two, three, four, five timely hits, it's just insurmountable and you're not able to get it done. So in this game, everybody, the San Diego Padres, Paul Goldschmidt continued to hurt Blake Snell, but Blake Snell was really good today. Pujols hit a sacrifice fly. The Cardinals were aggressive, were aggressive on the base pads. Tommy Edmonds won the game because of his speed. La Jolla Country Day product. Ugh, not a fan of La Jolla Country Day. Chicken Joe with the $2 dono says, the Padres are giving me Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> you know, it's starting to get frustrating. And listen, chat, I know a lot of y'all want me for analysis to give it, but guys, I'm really pissed off right now because these are the kind of games, and I'm not going to even self-promo, these are the kind of games where it just really, really hurts because how much more does this pitching staff need to do? I had somebody on Twitter saying, Hog, the pitching staff needs to be better. Two, two earned runs is too much. You have got to be kidding me. That is blasphemous. We are getting awesome production from this offense, but it doesn't help when you're in the cellar in home runs, when you're in the bottom five in on-base percentage, when you're in the bottom five in slugging percentage. I don't even need this offense to be superb, to be dominant, to be immaculate. I just need this offense to be in the middle of the pack, and we're going to win triple-digit games because this rotation is so unbelievable. But how can dollars give you this kind of offense? I mean, this is piss poor. I mean, Trent Grisham, the one guy who had the timely hit tonight, He's hitting 160 on the year, the supposed top 10 center fielder. When you're when you're relying on Will Myers, who is by far and away your best outfield hitter, we have issues right now. We have issues right now. And we were relying on Manny Machado hitting goddamn near 400 in order for this team to win a lot of baseball games. And right now, when he's starting to slump, when he's starting to go 3 of 22, when Eric Hosmer hit 255 in the month of May, you're starting to see the true colors really come out of this baseball team right now. It doesn't matter if Snell gives you six with two earned runs. It doesn't matter if No No Joe gives you seven and an earned run. The only way this team's going to win with this kind of offensive production right now is for complete game shutouts. And it's bad when you know, it's bad when you know when this team goes down 2-0, I have my whole Discord saying GG. You remember that 2020 team? When we would go down 2-0, we would sit back, relax, okay? I'm going to get right into the top hog hogwashes of the night. I'm not going to even go ahead and show these graphics. The hogwashes of the night, I have two of them. Robinson Cano and Ha-Sung Kim, okay? First of all, Robinson Cano. I don't know who he should call his people, get a bag of testosterone, get a bag of steroids, and quietly ship that to the front of the Padres clubhouse because he needs some of them right now. 
His approach at the plate, he's not the same hitter anymore. You know, Robinson Cano doesn't have the plate discipline anymore. He's swinging at 101 in the dirt. And sure, he's been getting squeezed a little bit, but he isn't the same. But he isn't the same. And at a certain point when Robinson Cano's not giving you any power, when he's striking out a lot, when the shift is absolutely detonating him, at what point can you put him in your lineup? And I understand that bringing on Robinson Cano to the San Diego Padres was more than just a baseball move, right? He's friends with Tatis Sr. He helps Tatis Jr. He has linkages with Machado. There is a cultural, ethnic lineage to this team. There's a veteran clubhouse guy who's been through the barns, the yards, and everything through the whole nine in his Major League Baseball career. But at the end of the day, why not make him like a player coach, kind of? This guy shouldn't be getting every day at bats right now. And if he needs to bring out, if he if he if he wants to get every day at bats, I'd bring out the needles. Let's go juice and Robinson. Your next hog wash of the night again. Welcome to the San Diego Padres postgame show. I do want to let you all know, and again, it's a rant stream, but I do want to let you all know. And we've been slowing down the growth a little bit lately. But if we hit 4,000 subscribers by June 10th, I will be giving away an Abil Krizmat jersey. So go ahead. You need to subscribe to The Hogwatch and follow me on Instagram at The Hogwatch. Ha Sung Kim is my next one. You know, it's nothing specific with Ha Sung Kim. But I think we need to understand that we've been giving him way too much praise for his production. Or if I should say at this point, lack thereof. His swing takes a year. And he made a crucial mistake defensively today. What I'm seeing with his hands. Are you guys noticing this too with ha Kim? That it literally takes him a lot longer than the average person to swing. His swing takes a lot longer, which is why he's still late on fastballs. And if he really wants to adjust and time those fastballs, he's going to be way off with breaking balls. Hassan Kim needs to shorten up and adjust his swing. Look what Luke Voigt is and why is Luke Voigt doing so well right now? And that's why Luke Voigt is one of your top hogs of the night. What is Luke Voigt doing right now that is changing his fortunes? He is starting to shorten up his swing. He's choking up on the bat and he's not trying to swing the ball to Florida. He's just trying to put the ball in play. Okay? He's trying to push and put the ball in play. That is what Hassan Kim needs to do. Luke Voigt realized this. Luke Voigt said this. He said, you know what? I can't force home runs. They're going to come. I need to shorten up my swing and good things will happen. And what do you know? Luke Voigt has, I think, 11-12 game on, on base streak and he's starting to swing the ball better. He's starting to swing the ball better. This is a tough one, everybody. Again, welcome to the San Diego Padres Hogwatch postgame show. I'm your host, Borna, a.k.a. Hog here. Subscribe to the Hogwatch, right? We are at 3,966 subscribers. Subscribe to the channel. We need 34 more subscribers in the next 10 days. And if we hit 4K, I will be giving away an Abil Krizmat jersey. Would love to do it. So if you are new, subscribe to the channel. We do daily Padres postgame streams, but this one hurt. And you know what? My other top hog, Luke Voigt, the other top hog, it has to go, all right? It has to go to Trent Grisham. 
He hit that big play. He hit that bomb. He made a great play in defense today. Listen, he deserved to be the top hog today. And one of them, listen, he's been struggling at the plate, but hopefully we can see a resurgence for him in the power department because it was great to see Grisham go deep in a very high intense pressure spot in this ball game. So Trent Grisham is another one of your top hogs of the night. Welcome to the postgame show, everybody. Trent Grisham. High fly ball, deep right field for Grisham. Donovan going back towards the wall. We're tied at two. So there it is, everybody. Here are your updated tally boards. Ha Sung Kim with his first hog wash of the year. Trent Grisham with his first top hog of the year. Trent Grisham's aggregate score is at negative three. Robinson Cano hog wash aggregate score at negative one. Luke Voigt slowly going to make his way into the top eight soon. After three, four hog washes to start the year, Voigt's at about four or five top hogs. Luke Voigt has an aggregate score of one. If you guys don't understand this graphic, we give the top hog award to some of the best Padres in each game, the hog wash award in the middle column to some of the worst Padres. We do an aggregate score. Okay, we have an aggregate score of plus one, minus one, and here are your top eight to see so far to start the year. That's your YouTube for my YouTube audience. Post-game recap, initial reaction, Padres, Cardinals, really tough, heartbreaking loss to end the game. Jose Ozokar, we're going to talk about this more in stream. Did he jog? We'll get into that. I don't think so. And then Tommy Edmond wins the game with his base running. The, the, the La Jolla product just ends the Padres. Smash the like button. Subscribe to the channel for 4,000. Let's hit that very soon. This has been brought to you by betonline.ag. Smash the like button, spin your boy hog, and I'm signing out. Peace. All right, chat. Where's everybody tuning in from, man? Um, I, this is a tough one. You know, this is, this is a really tough game today, chat. I'm not feeling well. I'm not enjoying this. I'm really, really not happy right now. You know, so it's, uh, it's tough. Hey, Jeremy says this fanboy Padre stream is pathetic. Good luck. All right, man. Just telling you like how it is, man. Take care. So, Chet, it's, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough right now. So, do we think Azokar was, was jogging? I don't think so, honestly. The left fielder was really, really shallow. Right? The left fielder was really, really shallow. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Um, another thing, Daniel makes a great point. Robinson Cano. You know, when are we going to see Estory Ruiz? This, this dude's crushing it. But what, at what point, what are they going to do with Robinson Cano? He's got to stay on the roster. So it's going to be very interesting to see. This was a really, really tough loss. Listen, I think we've got to talk into Blake Snell. Let's give him an honorary top hog mention. Blake Snell was really, really good. Um, you know, as much as we want to be annoyed with it, Blake Snell was really, really good today. And it's amazing because Blake Snell is going to continue to get better and chat, here's the really frustrating thing. Chat, we literally, we literally are taking for granted this amazing starting pitching because our offense can't do anything. I, I don't think Azokar was jogging. I just thought the left fielder was very, very, very shallow. Sky says left fielder was playing very shallow but thought it might be a little closer with his speed. Great throw from Newbar. It was a great throw. I did too, though. I thought it would be a lot closer with this speed, but I could be wrong. It just it just seemed like it we was going to be a closer play. He got taken for granted this amazing starting guy. pitching because so, our offense can't. You know, nevertheless, the Padres go seventeen and nine away. They're thirty and nineteen. Listen, it's not a sight for panic right now, but AJ Preller needs to get a bat pretty soon. I hope Seidler enjoyed the game. Yeah, listen. 
I think AJ Preller needs to get a bat very, very soon. How concerned are we with this offense right now, Padres fans? It's just, it's just a grind right now offensively. And I'm gonna be honest, these games aren't as fun to watch right now because the team just isn't continuously having good at bats one after another after another. And it's brutal. It's brutal. Listen, the Cardinals just played a cleaner game. It was a great throw. They didn't make any errors. They didn't make mistakes. I'm surprised they didn't give Hassan Kim an error on that play. I think the Cardinals scoring, it's time to panic. <laughs> okay, concern level for this team right now. Chat, concern level for this team right now. One being not at all. Ten being we're panicking. Where where do you stand right now, everybody? Um. You know, this team is 11 games over 500. They're still overachieving. But we told you all that this wasn't going to last with how this offense was playing. The hitting coach is Michael Burda. Oh, it's tough right now, Padres fans. It is tough right now. Again, welcome to the San Diego Padres St. Louis Cardinals postgame show. I'm your host, Borna A.K. Hogg. We talk about the San Diego Padres after every single San Diego Padres game. If you are new to the channel, subscribe to the channel. We have daily live streams. We've been doing daily live streams. We have not literally missed a Padre game all year long. The Padres didn't help themselves in this brutal, brutal walk-off loss to the St. Louis Cardinals. Ah. <sighs> And again, subscribe to the channel. We have guests who come on the channel. We have some lined up coming very soon. Follow me on my social medias. Follow me on Instagram at the Hogwatch. We are getting closer to the road to 1K on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at the Hogwatch. Let's get to 2,000 on Twitter. We let you know when we go live after every single San Diego Padres game on my Instagram. I posted a video today talking about a bat the Padres should get. It's AKA Kyle Lewis. If you don't know, and we let you know when we go live. Okay, let's hear what Chad has to say. Thank you for subscribing, Dunlip. Fire the hitting coach. But how much of this is on Birdar, guys? Sky's out of six. I'm about out of six right now, too. Um, you can't win two out of three games with two runs, period. It's hard as hell. Yeah, I'm telling you. Do you guys think it's really on the hitting coach? I don't know how to analyze that, right, from a hitting coach perspective. It is hard, Chad, to really analyze how much do you want to put on Michael Birdar. Enough pegging the blame on the hitting coach. We've gone through 15 hitting coaches in the last 22 years. I mean, how much more peg do we need to put on hitting coaches? I think that's just the easy cop-out. It's the easy bailout for us Padres to be like, eh, this offense sucks, blames the hitting coach. I honestly just think it's a personnel issue, and it's an indictment on A.J. Preller and his lack of, you know, doing so and getting offensive pieces. Because how much effort did A.J. Preller really put in bolstering up the offense this offseason? When you look at it, not much. The biggest story, chat, we have to remember, the biggest story of everything that we discussed, okay, in the offseason was what? We always complained. We always complained about A.J. Preller not getting an outfield bat. We complained about it. And when we were when we were winning earlier this year, it was masking us into thinking that we were able to get away with it. But now that we're starting to not get away with it, it's turning our attention to A.J. Preller's lack of moves again. There was 10, 15, 20 names that we were continuously talking about in our offseason streams before the year started that the Padres should consider. Whether it was Jorge Soler, who's not been good, Jock Peterson, whatever it was at the time. Okay? Nick Castellanos. The team didn't acquire any of them. They got Luke Voigt, who was a DH. They never addressed the outfield. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Padres are now starting to pay the price. All right? The Padres are now starting to pay the price. And the biggest question is, why didn't they make those moves? You looked at a payroll that was already exceeding the collective bargaining threshold. Is this Padre team 
is Peter Seidler, who's already been open to opening up his checkbook. Is he okay, all right? Is he okay to continue to do it? Does he want to open up that checkbook even more? Because guys, at the end of the day, this Padre team has so much more improving to do. And again, if you guys are new to the channel, I hope you subscribe. Padres the are now subscribe. To subscribe to the channel and smash the like button on this stream. But everybody, exactly. Damian Easley is the Diamondbacks hitting coach. The Diamondbacks offense, they are hitting the shit out of the baseball right now. So how much do you guys want to continue to blame on the hitting coaches? By the way, we are also on podcast format. Go ahead, go ahead and follow me on Apple Podcasts. We are on a podcast form if you guys like that. Spotify, by the way, everybody, if you are new to the channel, we also cover the Chargers. I have a podcast with Lorenzo Neal and Kasim Osgood coming out tomorrow. Big Daddy, thank you so much for the $5 holidays. Beautiful game analysis, Hog. Keep up the great work. I appreciate your support, man. Listen, I'm telling you like how it is right now from the heart because this one's really unfortunate tonight, Padres fans. But now we take a deep breath. We step back. And Big Daddy, again, to all my supporters, thank you so much for donating to the channel. We got some merchandise coming out very soon. I'm releasing the YouTube membership very, very soon. So feel free to holler at me when that comes out. Thank you, Big Daddy. What do we do? What does this offense do at this point? What can we do to improve this team? Well, here's what we need to discuss. All right, Potters fans. Here is what we need to discuss right now. At a certain point, it has become very clear, okay? It has become very clear in San Diego that this offense is just not going to be enough, okay? This offense is not going to be enough even with Tatis coming back. So now the question becomes, chat, and this is a very important question. Do you give or is up? that negative three? Do Robinson you give Kino up? Hog, okay. A starting pitcher. Do you give up a starting pitcher? To help this offense now. Do you do it? That's what we need to start discussing. Because it's starting to get to the point chat. Where I think the Padres really need to consider. Going that route. And gutting some depth in their rotation guys. There's no more time to wait here. This Padre team needs to find a way. To just do it. And gut some depth. And go ahead and get a real bat. And I didn't want to say it. But it really potentially could be time to where they have to do it. But the big question is, who does it become? Who do you trade? Do you want it to be Blake Snell? You can get a lot for him. Or do you take more riskier approaches and go ahead and trade for somebody like Joey Gallo, whose value is at an all-time low? Is this the time? Is this the time for the San Diego Padres to finally, all right, to finally trade for Go Joey Gallo? The dude's hitting 160 this year. He's a rental. The Yankees are just super shit with him. They don't even want to play him. Is this the time where the Padres maybe just go ahead and roll the dice? Preller loves that dude. The Padres need power badly. He's one of the best right fielders in baseball, but New York's putting him in left field. He's not expensive. 
And maybe he just needs a different scenery where expectations are a little bit different than New York. This would be a very low-cost, high-risk move, though. That's an option. Considering, everybody, what Joey Gallo would have costed last year to what he costs now, maybe it could be the time to explore that route. That's option number one. Now, option number two is bringing out the Brinks trucks and going ahead and give up more prospect capital for somebody, whether that's Kyle Lewis, whether that's whoever it is. But the question is, how much longer can we deal with this offense? And guys, I'm telling you right now, Fernando Tatis Jr. is not going to help that much. He's going to help. He's going to provide a big boost, but it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. So, do you look at other teams? Do you look at an option like a Trey Mancini? You know, I know a lot of people like that name, the Baltimore Orioles player, who's having a great year. But nevertheless, everybody, something needs to change. And we cannot wait until the trade deadline. We cannot wait until the trade deadline. We don't have time. We are wasting this amazing starting pitching and breaking news. We're going to lose at least two of those starters into free agency this year. At least. We don't have time to wait. AJ Preller, you need to freaking find a bat now. We have a couple weeks till Toddy comes back. At least a month until Toddy comes back. At least a month. So again, Chad, I want to ask you all, again, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel so we can give away this Chris Matt jersey at 4,000. Follow me on Instagram. I want to ask you this, Chad, though. You have to give up one starter, a realistic, plausible scenario. Who are you going to give up? Is it time where we give up Sean Manaya to a contending team that needs pitching? Do we roll the dice? Maybe do something with the Mets? Who could use a Sean Mania badly? Would you do something like that? Would you trade Sean Mania? I don't know. I'm looking at guys. Would you trade Sean Mania for Brandon Nimmo? Would you trade Sean Mania for Brandon Nimmo? Nimmo ain't gonna hit home runs, but he's hitting 293 on the year. He gets on base at a 390 clip. Would you trade Sean Mania for Brandon Nimmo? That's a very interesting thing that I've been trying to bring up. Is that something that you would explore? It's not even the power, y'all. I know we need more power, but I think Toddy can supply that. We need people to just get on base. We just need people to get on base. Would you trade Manaya? For Brandon Nimmo. That's kind of Hogs trade. Because right now. We got to do something. And, 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 
Weathers has no value. Weathers has a seven ERA. Weathers literally has a seven ERA in freaking El Paso. So, so Chad, I ask you, this is the biggest storyline now for the San Diego Padres. Here it is. It's going to start getting to a point, chat, where the team is going to have to make a decision. Do we think Fernando Tatis Jr. is enough? Do we think Toddy is enough to the point where he can slightly carry this offense to help supplement them into winning close ball games? Or do they need to gut out some of this rotation in order to get another bat on top of Tatis Jr. coming back? Why Sean Manaya? Because Sean Manaya is the least likely Padre to come back to San Diego. I doubt that we're going to re-sign Manaya. He's owed over $100 million. We're going to get cash-trapped and have to pay Joe Musgrove that kind of money. Mike Clevenger's an impending free agent. I think that Manaya is least, is least likely to come back to San Diego. And for the people who are saying trade Ryan Weathers, I'll say it one more time. Do you guys want to look at Ryan Weathers' statistics with me? They aren't fun. Something happened to Ryan Weathers, and it's just has been really, really ugly for the kid from Loretta, Tennessee. I mean, look at Ryan Weathers. Oh, um, if we look at Ryan Weathers' numbers this year in the minors, two, in 2022, he's 2-3 two and three with a 6.91 ERA. Okay, Chad? That's not good. 20 walks to 28 strikeouts. That is not good. He has a whip of approaching two. That is not good. This is bad, all right? Ryan Weathers has no value. From a guy who used to dominate the Dodgers in April of May of 21 to somebody who can't get out people in the PCL, we have issues. He has value, but not a ton. So nevertheless, everybody, the San Diego Padres lose an absolute heartbreaker to the St. Louis Cardinals. We take a look now, all right? We take a look at the San Diego Padres batting lineup. Let's talk about the positives, okay? Jerkson Profar, okay? Jerkson Profar is starting to look a lot better for the San Diego Padres. Listen, he had a tough day at the plate today. He had four strikeouts, I think, or maybe three strikeouts, but he had a big-time hit, and I thought Azokar was going to easily score there. I stand corrected and was wrong. But that's number one on Profar. You keep looking. Are we a little bit concerned with Manny Machado? Do you guys think Machado's recent woes, do you think it's just a natural slump regressing back to his median? Or are you concerned that Machado's elbow has to do with his lack of production as of late? Honestly, where are your guys' stance with Manny Machado? Do you think it's okay? Do you think it's literally just do you think it's literally just a little slump? Or do you really think that his elbow is causing big problems in his lack of production for the San Diego Padres? That's the first thing. That's the first thing. The Kim Truthers are pretty annoying as well right now. By the way, I want to talk about one more thing. I want to talk about one more thing. How much longer can Austin Nola be playing for the San Diego Padres starting at catcher? Can we please talk about that? Can we please talk about that? Chat, chat, let's discuss this. Again, welcome to the San Diego Padres St. Louis Cardinals postgame show. I'm your host, Borne A.K. Hogg. We're discussing the Padres' absolutely painful heartbreak in St. Louis 3-2. They've lost, I believe, four out of their last five games. They're 30-19. They're and 19. But the biggest thing, maybe three out of their last four, is how much longer can you play NOLA? 
How much longer can you play Nola over Alfaro? Jorge Alfaro had an absolute laser of a throw. And if Jorge Alfaro is going one for four and playing plus defense, how much longer can you be playing Austin Nola over Jorge Alfaro? Oh, and by the way, oh, and by the way, Austin Hedges has three more home runs than Jorge Alfaro. Austin Hedges has three more home runs than Jorge Alfaro. So what do we do from a catching standpoint? And again, everybody, if you are new to the channel, subscribe to the Hogwatch. Turn on those post bell notifications so you know when Hogsters going live. Join the San Diego Padres Hogwatch Discord. We are on Instagram. Again, to all my Instagram viewers, if we hit 4,000 subscribers by June 10th, I will be giving away an Abil Krismat jersey. Yes, you heard it. I will be giving away an Abil Krismat jersey, as well as we are just hitting 600 members in the Padres Discord. So go ahead, everybody, and join the San Diego Padres Hogwatch Discord. I'll put the link pinned on top of the chat. But it's crazy. No one's really talking about the catching situation in San Diego. The production that they're getting from Nola is pretty, pretty awful right now. It's pretty, pretty awful right now. And, and here's one thing, okay? Here's another silver lining, okay? And here's a silver lining that I want all of you all to understand that could be very important here. Very important here. The first thing being, okay, the first thing being this. When the Padres were winning these games, we had talked about, okay, that they could be masking some of their issues. I had one big concern. Cano does need to stop playing Jake. What's up, Morshu? I had one big concern, okay? And that concern was that A.J. Preller maybe would have thought, okay, A.J. Preller may have thought that the offense would be fine until they would just maybe need Fernando back. And I think A.J. Preller now knows, I think A.J. Preller now knows that Fernando is not enough. That Fernando is not enough. What would it cost? Okay, chat. So I'm going to be showing something on my Twitter right now. What would it cost for the Padres to, to acquire Hap and Contreras? Contreras. Did I spell that wrong? There it is. What would it cost? Honestly, what would it cost? Um, that would be very interesting. So most people don't like the Manaya Brandon Nimmo. Everyone's saying no, 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 no. What kind of thought process went into this? It was just kind of something that I just thought about. It's pretty random, I know. But listen, this offense needs to improve somehow. And people continuously talk about getting options to come from the minor leagues. What's another thing that we've noticed, chat? What's another thing that we've noticed, right? Every person that we try and call up just struggles. Every person that we try and call up, Trace Thompson hit literally 100 in the major leagues. He was hitting 400 in AAA. Are we going to give Estre Ruiz a chance? Are we going to give Rooker a chance? I mean, I don't know, but it seems like the answer isn't going to be internal. It seems as if the answer probably won't be internal. But it's 
frustrating right now, Padres fans. It is frustrating. And this is a Padre team that should be better than the Cardinals. That should be better. And again, everybody, I want to commend Blake Snell today, who I thought was really, really good for the San Diego Padres. Do you guys agree with Blake Snell's outing? I thought Blake Snell could have been a lot better, and he'd be the first one to tell you, but Blake Snell had a really good outing today. So the issue is, what should we do? Do you call up Mazzara? I don't know. There's just so many different plays here. But A.J. Preller and the Padres need to find a way to do something and do something now. Padres fans, it is the end of May. We are done with May. Congratulations. If I were to tell you that the Padres now, here's something that we need to discuss. Again, brought to you by betonline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. We're getting so much closer to 4,000 subscribers. We are 31 subscribers away. Let's get to 4,000. So now I ask you, chat. I ask you, chat. We're done with May. The Padres are 30 and 19. With all of the issues aside, we're 30 and 19. We can't keep, we cannot be complaining too much. You know, I'll, I'll always have my instant reaction post game overreaction vents because that's the nature of what I am. And if you don't like it, and if you think I'm an annoying fanboy, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm not, I'm not asking you to watch, but we're 30 and 19 without Fernando Tatis Jr. Could be a lot worse tomorrow. Everybody for the San Diego Padres. Hugh Darvish versus Dakota Hudson. Dakota Hudson's been really good for the Cardinals all year long. Darvish has been great for the San Diego Padres. Darvish going in with the 4-2 record, 3.76 ERA. Danny, uh, Dakota Hudson, 3-2 with the 3.22 ERA. Last but not least, let's hear from Padres skipper Bob Melvin after this brutal loss to the St. Louis Cardinals in extra innings. Brutal, brutal loss for the San Diego Padres in St. Louis. Unbelievable Adam Wainwright at 40 years old, man. And then the stolen base lead made a difference too. It seemed like I little things. It. Yeah, you know, and, and we've been on the other side of that too. You know, to come back and and you know what looked like we weren't doing much offensively at all, and all of a sudden now it's a it's a two to two game, and those are the games we feel like we're always going to win. So you know, unfortunately, uh, at play at the plate, we get thrown out, and uh, you know they score one in the in the in the bottom half. So you know we'll keep fighting. We feel like we're in every game. Um, you know, just to disappointing to lose. Is there any feeling like that you're wasting the starting pitching to some extent? No, you know, look, I, I, offensively we haven't been great. We know that. And, you know, you look at our record in close games, it's still pretty good. You know, we've been on the other side of a couple here recently. Padres are 12-7, and seven, I think, in one to two run games. Recently, but, uh, you know, you can't look at it that way. I, you know, it's a, it's a team game. Everybody has to contribute. The starting pitchers are, de are definitely holding up their end of the bargain. We just need to get going a little bit more offensively. You guys have a lot of walks. You make pitchers work. You're right. trying to wait out Wainwright a little bit. 
Do there need to be some adjustments? Chat, look at this schedule, man. Brutal. Brutal stretch. From a bat to a batter, in it And bats. then we got the Mets. <laughs> a lot of cold strikes against you guys. Yeah, you know, going back and looking at some of them, though, there is some... I mean, he painted tonight. I mean, there were a lot of balls right on the line, whether it was down, whether it was side to side. You know, you're trying to get a good pitch to hit off of him. You know, you get tired of giving credit to the, the starting pitcher um, on the other side. But looking at the pitches that he threw today, there was a lot right on the black. So, um, you know, walks are part of our game. We're trying to create some some traffic out there. It's just coming up with the, with the hit with guys on base that we've had a little trouble with. There it is, everybody. And again, there's your preview tomorrow. You Darvish versus Dakota Hudson. You know, the one thing with Dakota Hudson is that he can lose control a good bit, and the Padres are very good sometimes in drawing walks. So if the Padres can get on base early and get to Dakota Hudson early, it's going to be a long day for the St. Louis Cardinals. Listen, at this point, guys, the key word tomorrow is salvage. Salvage, salvage. Can we salvage this series? Can we salvage this series? Listen, just get this win tomorrow and keep it going. I think we'll all be okay if we win tomorrow and avoid this sweep. Okay, so it is what it is, Padres fans. It is what it is. Again, keep the faith, everybody. I'll see you guys tomorrow for the post-game show. Um, it's a tough one, everybody. It's a tough one. Again, subscribe to the channel. I'll also be posting this in podcast form right after we go live here. Follow me on Instagram at the Hogwatch. It goes a long way in supporting me and the channel. So please follow me on IG at the Hogwatch. Follow me on Apple Podcast at the Hug Watch. We are on Twitter. And that's it, everybody. All right. Keep the faith. Been brought to you by betonline.ag. Keep the faith, everybody. Listen, it's not fun right now. We got to fight through this. We got to fight through this. Again, your updated Hog Watch, top Hog, Hog Watch, Tally Board standings. We're 30 and 19. Keep the faith, everybody. It's been your boy, Hog.